Hello and welcome to this first podcast in a series of supply chain talks by the Port of Rotterdam. My name is Anouska Lehey and in this series I will discuss some of the most influential developments, trends and innovations with industry leaders in shipping and logistics. With me today is Annette Koster. Since three years, she is the director of the KVNR, the Royal Association of Netherlands Ship Owners. Over the past years, she has been challenging the members of her association in order to change the image of the shipping industry and to become more visible to the broader public and stakeholders. Well, Annette, hi, welcome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. How are you doing, actually? I'm doing great. Happy to sit here and talking to you about uh, what is going on in the world of shipping. So uh, looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, well, it's wonderful having you uh, as our first podcast uh, guest. Yeah, so, I'm honored. Yes. I'm honored. And I didn't know that I was the first one. So a uh, big honor. So thank you. Well, you are. You are the podcast uh, it is. Um, well, let's talk first of your um, of your career, because you have an impressive career in lobbying and public affairs um, but now you are the director of the association of the netherlands ship owners so um, how did you actually end on this position nothing was planned to be honest and uh, um, i started uh, my study wanting to be a juvenile judge and something happened something came along and something changed that path and now i'm sitting here so uh, yeah never plan anything that's no. my advice <laughs> so juvenile uh, um, um, judge and now the shipping industry is do they have something in common um I, the only thing i can come up with is that they're both in need of of uh, of change. Uh, there were both when at least I was uh, planning of becoming a juvenile judge. It was of uh, the reason that I thought that youngsters in certain positions were um, yeah were not giving equal opportunities and that uh, the uh, legal system wasn't helping them on that path and i think that's the same with chipping we have something of a kind of uh, bad reputation as well so uh, i think that is the comparison i can make between them both but that's the end of the comparison as well <laughs> that's that's the end yeah. yeah because we will talk about misconceptions uh, absolutely in in the sector in the shipping uh, industry um, but you say it's it's also a sector that, that needs a change Yeah, I think uh, we are uh, um, innovative and we are uh, busy changing uh, uh, the, the, the idea and the views uh, people have about shipping. But at the same time, uh, we, we are traditional and they need, ship owner companies uh, need to be brave enough uh, to uh, explain what they are doing and explain in what kind of way they are changing the world. And that's necessary. If you um, take in mind that 90% of all goods are transported by sea, um, we cannot uh, um, avoid talking about the role of shipping in the future. Yes. Because that's not something it's easily changed. So yeah. we, pay, we 
play a big role nowadays and I think we will play a big role in the near future and in the far future as well. Yes, so, so your progressive ideas actually already resulted in, in winning uh, the Port uh, Personality of the Year Award uh, in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is called the Port Man of the Year um, Award. Um, so, so why did you actually win uh, this prestigious award? Um, as I, <laughs> I read in the uh, in, in, in the paper, um, it's because of uh, of of the things that we at KVNR and me as a person uh, have done in the COVID nineteen pandemic with regards to crew changes and uh, the problems that seafarers were facing uh, with uh, um, everything going in a lockdown. And they were stuck at sea. At a certain moment, there were more than 400,000 seafarers stuck at sea, not being able to go home, not being able even to go ashore. Stuck really at sea, like a prison. Yeah. So And, and, and what we did as uh, KVNR, um, we uh, made use of our natural contacts, uh, for instance, with uh, KLM, the Royal Dutch uh, Airline Company. And uh, we invented, if I can phrase it like that, we invented an, an air bridge and a hub between uh, Amsterdam, of course, nearby the biggest port of, of the Netherlands, Rotterdam, and uh, the five most important uh, uh, homelands of seafarers. And um, by doing so and by uh, um, by cooperating, um, we uh, managed to get some crew changes done in even in very difficult times. And I think... What I read, that was uh, exactly the reason why I won this title. Yes, because giving giving a face to, to the seafarers, is that uh, necessary as well? Showing that it are real people? Yeah, unfortunately, because... Uh, in in comparisons uh, to to uh, airline companies, it, we all are acquainted with uh, with uh, with holidays and uh, using airplanes as a as a, a mode of transport. But for most people here in the Netherlands, but uh, also in other parts of Europe and all over the world, the sea going vessels are unknown, not being seen. Uh, it is uh, they are far away at sea, and yeah. if you don't, and we only see those big vessels. We don't see the people actually. No, and but because we uh, hardly see the vessels, we uh, it's it's. I think it's uh, uh, even more difficult to see the people working on the vessels. They're yeah. unseen. Yeah. yeah. So 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 this this actually this award, eh, the port uh, the port woman of the year award or the port personality award. Um, does it also benefit your position or the reputation of your organization? Yes, indeed. Uh, I personally benefit from it but more important we're still today as we now talking to each other we're still in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and um, uh, all the problems that we're facing uh, a year ago are still uh, uh, still um, alive today unfortunately and uh, I can we at the KVNR but I personally uh, use the title and all the media attention uh, to uh, to raise attention to the position of uh, not only the seafarers themselves but also the shipping companies yeah 
So it's it's a great instrument, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's um, when I uh, was informed uh, about the title, I immediately said it's it's a kind of big present for these days because I yeah I can use it. Yeah. Yes, and, and in need of using it. Unfortunately. In need of using it as yeah. well. Yes, um, you are the only second uh, woman actually to win the award uh, in its forty-year uh, history. Yeah, um, and it is called the Port um, Man of the Year Award. We could say it's the Port Personality um, uh, Award. Um, does it mean anything for you that you are the second woman winning the award? If you would ask me, uh, would have asked me this question a couple of years ago, I would be in denial <laughs> and not thinking it's it was a necessity for for me as a woman to win this prize or this title. Um, nowadays, working in shipping and uh, the big disbalance between men and women uh, in 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 the maritime industry. I think it's important, and I think uh, I can use it as well as uh, uh, a perfect example for other women and girls that um, you indeed can have a beautiful career, career. in the maritime industry. Yeah. So Be yeah, yeah, because is diversity is it on the agenda, or should it be more uh, on the agenda? It is indeed on the agenda, uh, uh, equality as such. Uh, but it should be it should be more uh, treated differently in my perspective um, uh, we should uh, give good examples and uh, inspire uh, not only the women and the girls but also the men in the industry to uh, 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 to show them what are the benefits of uh, having more women and girls in the yeah, in so, the so what so what are the benefits then Oh, it's, it's quite interesting that you're asking me that because uh, when I was driving uh, uh, to this uh, to this building and uh, for having this uh, conversation, I uh, was uh, called by uh, one of our members who said, "I'm uh, I'm changing uh, something in my in my company. I make some changes and I'm in um, in need of more women." And I said, okay, that's yeah. good to And be. why? Why more women? Exactly. And that's why, I, 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 that's exactly the same question as I asked him. I said, but may I know why you want more women? Is that because you uh, need to do so because of our governmental uh, exactly. uh, um, things? But no, he said, um, I'm convinced that uh, more women on the table brings another atmosphere in your company. So uh, uh, discussions are um, are different, and there's more more attention to uh, to the human uh, side of of uh, certain uh, discussions and things like that. So and it's also pro pro proven uh, pro proven that actually women that they really um, add uh, value in in the organization in the companies. Yeah, if I look at my own organization, uh, as small as it might have been, uh, I think that a good balance between men and women uh, will, on both sides, challenge people. So, uh, yeah, there are differences between men and women. And, of course, there is a man with some mas uh, some uh, uh, female uh, touches and there's, there are women with uh, some masculine uh, um, uh, characteristics. But 
uh, I think that we should both learn from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Would it also be your advice to the logistic professionals who are listening at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So bring yeah, it, bring it more in balance. Yeah, bring it more in balance because uh, they will bring you yeah. more. And but it's not only b- because of the gender. And I think uh, we always this, uh, have this discussion, at least in the Netherlands, uh, uh, between men and women and the gender gap and things like that. It's it's also uh, of background. It's also race. It's also. Uh, beliefs and, and and religion and things like that. So yeah. I think it's the, the discussions should be um, taking more wide. Yeah. So this is one of the goals maybe for for the sector uh, mm-hmm. to get more diversity in the organization. Um, what other goals uh, do you have for the future? For your personal goals maybe. Um, I think that's that's an easy one. This. Uh, <laughs> Despite COVID-19 and, and everything what's going on there, I think if if you look at uh, the climate, if you look at um, uh, uh, what shipping is doing to our climate and the role that we can play there to um, to give our children and the children of tomorrow a better future, I think we can play an important role in that. So fighting the global warming, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's 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 not only uh, CO2 reduction. It's also uh, a noise uh, below water and all things like that. It's it's uh, it's about uh, um, uh, all kind of pollution. Yeah. And in, in the shipping industry, there are quite some maybe misconceptions, or maybe there's also kind of truth in it that it is a quite polluted sector. Heavy yeah. physical work. Yeah, it, it, with regard to the, the pollution, yeah, of course, it, it are big ships using a lot of uh, uh, dirty uh, nowadays, uh, still dirty. Uh, um, uh, how yeah. do you say that? A gasoline, uh, uh, gasoline energy sources. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But um, if you compare it to, for instance, uh, trucking or airplanes, uh, it's seven times cleaner than a truck per ton kilometer and it's 17 70 zero, seven zero times cleaner than an airplane so um of course we have a lot to do and a world to win yeah uh, but, but is it only about public affairs then telling the right message or is there also some truth in it that the sector really can can change more quickly Yeah, we have to change more quickly. There are, we set in IMO, in the International Maritime Organization, we set a clear goal for uh, 2050, uh, 50% absolute reduction. We in the Netherlands uh, were uh, be also being realistic, but uh, are mo- even more ambitions in our national green deal, uh, green deal signed in. 2019, we uh, we made an agreement about 70% uh, reduction in 2050. Um, but we now just came up uh, with an, a maritime master plan uh, for getting uh, of getting 30 uh, emission free uh, vessels in uh, 2030. Yeah. So and. Um, Yesterday or the day before, uh, the, the, the Dutch government uh, made an announcement that uh, they are willing to pay 150 million 
euros uh, for uh, the mobility sector. So not on, only maritime, but uh, yeah, the, in the large total, part, the yeah, total. Yeah. And how? As a start, as, as a, a start. start. Yes, yeah. yes. And but, we need that start. Yeah. So how are you going to actually? Um, what are you going to do to get your members ready then for this transition? First of all, um, we need research and research and development. That's that's the first thing we need because, yeah, all I think all uh, all solutions are there. Uh, if you're talking about uh, uh, methanol, if you're talking about uh, uh, hydrogen. Uh, all solutions are there, but shipping is complex. Uh, there are there's a wide range of uh, types of vessels um, in uh, uh, and all using different kind of powers, uh, different kind of freights, different kind of uh, um, uh, um, distances uh, to uh, to overcome. So. There's no one-stop solution there. No. So it's complex, it's, it's very diverse, exactly. but is there a willingness, is the mind ready f- in, in, in your sector, is the mind ready for the change? The mind is ready, but it uh, also has to be possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mind readiness is one thing, but uh, uh, there has to be, like I just said, there has to be uh, a proven concepts uh, uh, for a couple of uh, uh, and uh, for a couple of ships, so the rest of the sector can follow that one. Yeah, yeah because this is. We, I mean, we talk now um, what the role is of the ship owners and the shipping industry, but let's also talk about the global supply chain parties in the whole chain. Because mm-hmm. what's what is needed in the whole chain actually to make this transition work? In the whole chain, what is needed is. Um, that one must be aware of the fact that at the end of the supply chain that a product is being shipped, for instance, and that we all take our part in trying to uh, bring down the impact on the environment. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, for instance, if uh, you're going to buy a pair of sneakers... It's always an easy example. Because Everyone is wearing sneakers. <laughs> Everybody is wearing sneakers. And um, you, uh, let us use an example of a, a pair of Nike sneakers. And you will, you will go to the store and you will buy that pair of Nike sneakers. And um, I don't think if you care if they cost you uh, 100 euros or 110 euros at the end of the day. And, and the difference is even smaller because the price of, uh, of, uh, um, of uh, environmental friendly transported pair of sneakers is only... My, maybe five or six. Two. Not even. Two. Two, yeah. two euros, yeah. for yeah. instance. So <laughs> we have to be, we as consumers, yes. as we all are here present, we have to be aware of our part in changing that supply chain. In so as a consumer, we have to be more aware, yeah. but but the logistical as parties, do they also need a kind of training or a kind of awareness to understand what is actually happening in the whole chain? For, exa- for example, the nautical knowledge, mm-hmm. so it's really what's really going on on a ship, all those processes. Is it also necessary to know, to get more 
awareness of that part as well if you really want to make a transition? No, I don't think so. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to be honest. I don't think because everybody is uh, gotten, uh, got to do their own job, and otherwise we have to know everything before we can change something. I don't I don't agree on that one. I do agree that uh, we all play our part in it. So mm-hmm. it's starting with uh, uh, the shippers who have to choose for uh, uh, the greener ship and uh, must uh, show some willingness to pay more for that more expensive green ship. Because if um, in a change, uh, the first green ships will be more expensive. Yeah. So you say we ca- we cannot we cannot avoid that because no. uh, because of the research and development because of uh, the lack uh, uh, to, to to bunker supplies or things like that. So it, yeah. it's so, a transition. Yeah. But you're saying everyone in a chain has his own responsibility and mm-hmm. his own task actually uh, to 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 do. But what about the cooperation then? Is that is the, is there enough cooperation? Is there is there enough understanding of what what everyone's role is. And now I fully agree. It's all has to do with an uh, has to do with cooperation, with with uh, 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 working together. Uh, as we say in Dutch, having the noses <laughs> to the same, the same direction, <laughs> in the same direction. But that's uh, a poor translation. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it has to do with that. And if we c- can cooperate on this one together, it, I think it, um, it will take less time to reach our goals. Yes. So so get the noses in the same direction. <laughs> we would <Yeah>. say <laughs> here in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, I've I've got two last questions for you, mm-hmm. um, Annette. Because first of all, um, what do you think is necessary to keep the logistics sector attractive, also to current um, and future professionals? You already mentioned the topic um, diversity, but what do you think is really needed to to get the sector uh, in shape, also for the future? First of all, visibility. Because uh, I think that um, if, if we look, for instance, to students uh, here in Delft on the Technical University, if they can uh, choose between uh, uh, aviation or uh, maritime, they most of the time choose for the aviation aerospace part because yeah. that's the that's where the innovations take place. What they think, that's what they think. Exactly. So if we can show them that the maritime sector is, I can't use the word, but is so freaking uh, innovative. innovative. Exactly. And we can convince not only those students, but on every level, that if you want to be part of the future, if you want uh, to work together on on, on a safe uh, and and, and, um, environmental friendly uh, uh, sector, then you have to come to us. So it's it's first starts yeah. with visibility. So visibility is the, fir- the first step. So what are you doing, or what is your association doing um, to create more visibility? We launched a visibility campaign. To be honest, <laughs> it's all starting with that one because um, uh, when I started uh, in 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 this job three years ago. Um, I've noticed that uh, many of my friends and family and and 
uh, not living here in Rotterdam, not working in the maritime industry. Uh, they couldn't understand, actually, that you choose. No, oh, I don't know if they couldn't understand, but they knew nothing about shipping and, and the maritime industry, as well as was I. Because I, when in the first uh, uh, conversations, the first meetings I had, I was Googling on the table because I didn't understand what they, <laughs> what they were saying. Yes. Uh, and um, it's not that kind of knowledge that uh, your aunt or your uncle has to have. Uh, but it has to be as some kind of appreciation. Yes. Um, just knowing of uh, how 90% of everything, what we were, uh, are wearing, what we're eating, what we use, what we... Uh, is shipped. Is shipped. Yes. And, and what we will see, what what we will see um, of this campaign is it for the broader public? Yeah, it, it, it it's a, this is a campaign that starts slow, but um, uh, because we're uh, trying to figure out what uh, what the broader public is uh, is. Um, appealing for uh, and uh, uh, how how can how we can reach them okay. um, but uh, you can look and I'm sorry it's in Dutch because it's for the Dutch public uh, zeescheepvaart.nl and there you zeescheepvaart. can .nl we can say <laughs> .nl um, and there you can see some uh, examples of uh, what we are doing yeah. as a shipping industry So what are also your personal goals for the future? Good question. If I have to come up with one, I would say uh, the climate, sustainability. Um, I want that we as a shipping industry, the maritime industry, uh, uh, be part of uh, uh, the future and uh, deliver a world that is ready for our children and our children's children. So yeah. uh, sustainability. Sustainability, is. yeah. Because because there are some, I don't know if it are misconceptions, but what they say actually is that the shipping industry is, is quite uh, polluted, uh, a lot of hard physical work, work. Is that also true or is it more, is it more or less a misconception of the sector? I have to be honest. Of course, there are big vessels using all kind of fuels that are not environmental friendly. But shipping is still the most environmental friendly way of transporting goods. Um, for instance, if you compare it to trucking, who's seven times more polluting, or uh, air cargo, who's 70 times more polluting than 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 shipping um what i'm saying is that we of course have uh, still a lot of to do and uh, make a contribution to a to a cleaner world but um we have to stay in mind uh, that Shipping is the cleanest way of to transport uh, goods, but we have a world to win. So a lot of work uh, to do mm -hmm. uh, in the public affairs, but also in actions. So what are the actions of your association? What will be the actions? We will start with what we call uh, the triple A of the climate, of sustainability. And that is uh, adjusting the way of sailing, this the, the A of adjusting the way of sailing, like in time sailing, just in time sailing, uh, with uh, adapted vessels, uh, uh, for instance, uh, 
ball form and things like that, and alternative fuels. Uh, instead of uh, dieselin, we can use uh, methanol or hydrogen or whatever. So that's the way uh, we want to proceed. Yeah. Well, I think it's a wonderful initiative. Um, so thanks for that um, in, ad- in advance, actually. Um, yes, Annette, you are our first uh, guest mm-hmm. at the Portcast series. Um, what would be your question for uh, the next guest um, who will follow after you? Yeah, not knowing who the next guest will be, I, um, I will come up with a question that I'm curious about because uh, we're now, as we just discussed, in the midst of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, in in the Netherlands and in, in Europe uh, as such, there's a discussion going on about reshoring or nearshoring. Are we uh, too depending on, on everything what's what we have to bring from Asia? For instance, the medicine and the medical supplies and, and, and things like that. And I'm curious from uh, to hear from the next guest uh, whether reshoring is a chance or a threat. Okay, great question. Yes, great question. So um, let's see if we can find a guest who can explore on this this theme. And Annette, thank you very much for being my first guest at the podcast uh, series. So thank you, because we are going to close uh, this first uh, podcast. Are you enthusiastic? Subscribe and leave a comment. My name is Nuska Lehei, and this uh, production is commissioned by the Port of Rotterdam. Technique by Bourgogne, production and edit by Louder Brand Activation. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.